Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Hey, people, I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about weddings and marriages because we are, as I'm recording this, at the end of December, actually, December 29th. And this is a time when a lot of weddings get scheduled because people can travel to be with family and friends and celebrate together. And on this day, December 29th, is a very special day for me because on this day, 44 years ago, I got married to the lovely and gracious Melinda. So uh, I put a picture, for those of you on YouTube, put a picture of us on the screen. You'll recognize Melinda. Me, you might not recognize. I kind of look like I belong in in the Beatles' Abbey Road album or something. But uh, now I don't know if I look better today or worse. I think I looked better back then, actually. But that was our wedding picture 44 uh, years ago, December 29th. And we get to uh, celebrate together today. So I thought because we are celebrating our anniversary today, I did not really want to be apart from Melinda today. So I've invited her to be on the podcast. Melinda, say hi to the people. Hi, people. All right. Happy anniversary, sweetie. Happy anniversary. I love you. I love you too. So uh, let's not get too gushy mushy on them here. They're not going to like that. But um, hey, let's share a memory or two about our wedding. uh, And then we'll get into some biblical teaching about marriage a little bit for the podcast. So what is a memory you have of our wedding besides the fact that I was wonderful? And you're still very handsome today. Oh boy. What I remember is that... The wedding was wonderful, but I couldn't wait to be married to you. The end of the day, my face hurt because I was smiling so much. My Mm. jaws were just really sore because it was just a wonderful day to be able to finally, finally be married to the love of my life. And the wedding, we put a lot of effort into it, but not like they do today. We just wanted to be married. And so my face hurting is a big memory that I have by the end of the day because I was so happy to be with you. I remember that too. I, I I smiled so much. It's kind of weird. Your muscles on the side of your face, my face just hurt from that day. It was it was a great day. And oh, actually, we didn't really wait that long to get married. Um, so I got married. I was only one month after I turned twenty. So pretty pretty quick. But um, it was because we had gotten and we had applied for an apartment um, just as a on a lark, and we got the apartment thirty seven dollars a month. And we had to decide whether we were going to give up the apartment or get married because we weren't going to live together. That was uh, our belief based on God's word at that time. And so we, we decided to get married. And uh, that's, a, that's another story in itself. We had what gotten you, engaged in July. Yeah, we, got in, we were already engaged when we applied for the apartment. And so um, we basically, we were in college and just changed roommates. And we came back for the January semester. Um, now as a married couple. In any case, one of my memories from the wedding, well, not the wedding, but from the honeymoon, is we honeymooned, uh, we got married in Pennsylvania. It was like 60 degrees or so that day. It was amazing. And December 29th. So we decided to go to New York City to uh, watch the ball drop. That would be an exciting thing to do. As it turned out, we left uh, in part because of how dangerous New York City was at that time. And um, we kind of got the idea you shouldn't stay to see the ball drop. Also, though, we were very, very sick, uh, both of us, like very, very sick within two days flow. of the wedding. We had Say the it flow. again. We had the flu. 
We had the flu bad. And once we got our pictures from the wedding back, this is my memory. We got our pictures back. And I think it was a neighbor of yours was sneezing as he went through the receiving line. And so he is forever to be blamed for ruining our honeymoon. Fortunately, he's not a relative, so we don't have to see him all the time. So, uh, but anyway, that that's, that's my memory of that day. So, uh, and of, go ahead. Do you remember the U-Haul trip back to Concordia, Ann Arbor then? I remember the U-Haul trip that shall be uh, live in infamy, stopping every 10 minutes from Toledo, Ohio to Ann Arbor to throw up and get back in the van and keep driving. It was. And then our was, friends met us the morning we arrived and they were so excited. They're ringing the doorbell and we had just gotten in. <laughs> we and so- we were sick as dogs. Anyway, well, let's not burden the people with that um, any longer. So let's uh, let's get... <laughs> Let's get to some. Let's get to some scripture. How how can we mess up God's word, right? So, um, I want to read. There's uh, Ephesians chapter five is the uh, longest section of scripture, the longest piece of scripture that talks about marriage, and so and weddings are really not the main event. The marriage is the main event. The wedding lasts a day. The marriage lasts prayerfully a lifetime. So let's look at Ephesians five, and it starts with Paul's words to wives. So husbands really are supposed to tune out for this part. Um, and wives, this is related to wives. So this is not something husbands are supposed to make their wives do. Wives are, well, let's read it and see what it says. Let me uh, let me get it on the screen here. We can read this together. Uh, it says, wives, this is Ephesians 5, verse 22 to 24. Wives, voluntarily yield yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church yields to Christ, so also wives should yield to their husbands in everything. All right, Melinda, that's to wives. I didn't hear a word of that. So take it away. What uh, would you say if you're uh, counseling a young woman or a, a person who's already married? How would you explain this verse to them and how does it apply to you and to them? Um, first, I would say that in the universe, God created order. You look at math, you look at science, you look at art, you look at music. Everything is orderly and everything has a purpose. And when things are in harmony like that, it is really beautiful. I am reminded of a wedding we went to where the couple disappeared for a little bit and then they came back and they were dressed in dance clothes and they did the most beautiful tango you can imagine. They practiced Mm. and practiced and practiced. Remember that? Mm-hmm. the whole yep. rose and the teeth and all yep. that and i thought what a beautiful illustration of marriage somebody is leading and somebody is following and i think that's how marriage is to be uh the husband was leading the wife was following his lead and what they created in their beautiful tango dance was absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. um, i think that is how god wants us to be i don't think it's a matter of Jeff beating me down, anything like that. I know that God's watching over me. I know that God has me. I don't have to worry about things. Another way I view this is honoring. I voluntarily yield, but I also honor and respect. And that's another scripture. I remember when I was in college visiting a friend and she got into her family car And we went somewhere and then we got back. She moved the seat back again where she had gotten it from. I'm like, why are you moving their seat? And she said, because we all honor our father and this family. 
And I thought a simple thing like moving a seat that just struck with stuck with me as honoring and respecting simple things like that. I um, enjoy that role of a wife that I can encourage him. I don't have to worry about me. God has me. Um, it's voluntary. And I think like the tango, I think our marriage and our lives will be so much better if we kind of live with that kind of illustration in mm. mind. Um, I good. Go ahead. No, I said good. That's good. Yeah, good illustrations too of the that couple dancing. I remember them. We won't use their names here, but um, and the the moving the seat is just a great illustration of honoring. Yeah, it's great. Do you yeah. want me to give what like one or two honoring things? Are we going to get to that later? Or sure, give one more, and then I'll go to Ephesians five twenty five. How about that? One more. I think we got time. Well, I think. Oh, so how do I do that? I'm not going to move a seat. He probably pushes the button one, and you push it two, and you're all set. But a um, very important way that we honor in our home is by saying thank you. How often have you thanked your husband at the end of the day for coming home and just working? Thanked him for helping with the children. Thanked him for um, loving Jesus and loving you. Thanked him for helping make the bed. Thanked him for emptying the dishwasher, even though he may not put things away that you, you know, in the, where they belong, according to you. I think that's a really Maybe you put them in the wrong place. No, we have a discussion about this often. Jennifer. Well, I know. Let's but, not get into it. No, we're not getting into it. I love you. <laughs> thank you. No matter where things go, I figure I'll find them later. But thanking is a really big way of, of showing your husband how important he is. That's just one example. Good, good. That's great. Hey, I'm going to move on to um, Ephesians 5, verses 25 to 33. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. There's that uh, word respect that Melinda mentioned earlier. So um, just a comment on this. Uh, again, this is for guys. So uh, ladies, this isn't for you. This is for the guy. And uh, the command here of Jesus, the way this is supposed to work, is husbands, love your wives. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, may or may not be, but the Bible never asks wives to love their husbands, never commands wives to love their husbands. I don't know what to make of that. Um, it does command us to love our enemies, so probably you're not off the hook. But anyway, um, but husbands love your wives. So just as Christ loved the church. So how did Christ love the church? How does Jesus love us? He he humbled himself. I remember this the story of Jesus the night before he died, washing his disciples' feet. He humbled himself. In fact, Philippians says, even to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so if husbands are to be the proper head of their home, the proper head of their wife, they are to humble themselves to wash their wives' feet, maybe literally, maybe not, uh, but that is the posture to take. That's what God uh, talks about here as the way a marriage works best. As Christ loved the church and gave himself, so sacri he sacrificed his whole life. 
So how do we as husbands sacrifice our lives? Maybe physically, maybe, uh, but maybe we sacrifice our careers. Maybe we sacrifice our uh, desire to be out with the guys five nights a week. Maybe we sacrifice um, our bowling night or our poker night or whatever it might be. Maybe we sacrifice and go to some movie where there's a guy and a girl dating and there's crying in the audience. I don't know. You know, what What do we do? Um, different ways that we sacrifice ourselves. And the point of all that is, as Jesus did for us to make, Jesus in verse 27 says, presented her, the church, us, to himself as a radiant church. So our goal as husbands is to present our wives as radiant, that they should um, radiate joy because of how we interact with them. So it is a high calling in 44 years. I have uh, sometimes done well, sometimes uh, not done so well, uh, sometimes done poorly, but that's the goal. Thank God for forgiveness and for the opportunity to try again the next day to present Melinda as a radiant uh, woman without stain or wrinkle. And I notice she doesn't have any wrinkles. I don't see any. Uh, or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. So, so we love our wives. And why? Why is all that? Why is this arrangement here? Um, in large part, Paul says, because Paul wants to show the world the relationship of Christ and His Church. He wants husbands to show the world what Jesus is like. So, as you treat your wife, how you treat your wife. If people saw how you treated her, both in public and in private, would they say, that's how Jesus treats us? And for wives, if people see how you treat your husband in public and in private, would they say, that's how Christians should live and should relate to Jesus? Because this is what Paul says in verse 32. It's a profound mystery, this marriage thing that he's talking about, but he's really talking about Christ and the church. So that's our high calling as husbands and wives is to present to the world what it would look like uh, for Jesus and the and us, Jesus and the church, to have that relationship. So there you go. Uh, that's what we got for you today. Uh, Melinda, thanks for joining us. Happy anniversary. I can't wait to get home and see you. Uh, love you. So say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. All right. We'll see you later. Um, encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of this uh, podcast. Give us a happy anniversary shout out, whatever you want to do. Comment on YouTube, say happy anniversary to us if you like. Um, Also want to remind you as we close, as we always do, that those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. Isaiah 40, verse 31, we uh, commend you to that promise of God today. Thanks for listening.